Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is? Time to hang here with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Hang with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Today, season five of the show, starting off right now. We're starting off with the bang. Make sure you go tell all your family, friends, associates, haters, it doesn't matter. Tell them to tune in right now to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop. They can catch me here live right now. Also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop, where they can actually catch um, me live watching me So make sure you tell everybody to do that Also YouTube what's going on people I see you live stream uh, Watch me live stream also So we're doing the thing right now But guys season 5 like I told you It's going to be starting off with the bang And I'm going to bring what I promised Now if you are a fan Of Luke Cage I'm going to give you about 30 seconds To go tell your family Your friends Tell everyone to tune in right now because this is something, this is a show you do not want to miss. Not at all. Um, actually, I'm not going to give you 30 seconds. Um, you better turn it, tune in while you can, guys. But um, to let you know about my guest today, um, best thing to say is, wow, he has appeared in multiple television shows, movies. He's doing a lot of things. He's a very, very successful actor. He's also, he plays Bailey, that's Missy's colleague, and Luke Cage. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Justin Swain. Welcome to the show. Hey, Coop, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm doing great, and yourself? I'm doing really great, man. I settled in uh, out here on the East Coast. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Same here. So how was your day so far? Wonderful, man. Wonderful. Pretty good. Hung out in the city a bit. Uh, drank some coffee. Got out of the rain. But um, just chilling. Having a good day. Hey, that's great. That's great. Now, um, Justin, on the show, we always do talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get into your career, and much more. And um, also, we want to speak a little bit about Luke Cage and multiple things that you have going on with yourself also. But we always start from the beginning, Justin. Um, when did you first realize that you wanted to become an actor? Um, I've been kind of doing it all my life. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was a kid. I was about years old doing um, plays up in, up in New Hampshire. And uh, that's, when I, that's when I started doing it. And I never really, never really stopped. It was funny. When I was younger, people asked me, what, what do you want to do for a living? I was like seven years old. I was like, I want to be, I want to be an actor. I'm going to be an actor. And then I would say, but maybe if I can't do that, I'll be a veterinarian. Oh wow! I have no idea why I said that, but <laughs> but that was what I what I wanted to do when I was a when I was a kid. Um, and I always wanted to be uh, be an actor, so I never never got to be a veterinarian. 
<laughs> I think you went in the right direction. <laughs> I really do. There's nothing wrong yeah. with veterinary. Not at all. But, I mean, it, and ladies and gentlemen that's watching worldwide, if you've seen him in action, you'll see why he was better off where he's at now. So I can't Absolutely. I can't run on that. Yes. Now, and then, and, you know, one of the things I did, you know, I went to school at Emerson College and, and studied acting there, but then I quickly moved to New York um, City. And then when I first got to New York, um, you know, you kind of come into the city and it's overwhelming a bit. You, you know, so many people, so much energy, and the energy kind of overwhelms you. And so what I did mm-hmm. was I started doing, um, you know, a little bit of, like, featured extra work on, on films. And I was on the set of a film called A Beautiful Mind with uh with um uh, Russell Crowe was on was on set and and some other people and I met a I met a guy who introduced me to someone who brought me to an acting class um and it was taught at Carnegie Hall by this like kind of old legend named Win Hanman and then when I went into Win Hanman's class I met a bunch of professional actors and amazing people in the city and that's actually when things really took off and I was like yeah this is this is amazing and and I really kind of grasped New York and met a lot of really awesome people and got an agent and that's when everything really started to take off and I knew I was on the right path that's what I'm talking about and I I tell people someone asked me the other day you know how to you know get started in this you know in the movie and television industry and I tell people yes it's great to have skill it is great to know what you're doing but at the same time you know if you can get an agent you know, they can point you in the right direction to get you into things that you could not get into by yourself. So, big shout outs to your agent doing big things. Oh, yeah, uh, across the board right talent. Uh, Guy, Elena, Christina, they're, they're all amazing. They, you know, they help me out in a major, major ways. And, you know, it's awesome that you have like a group of people that believe in you and, and are, are putting you in positions to succeed. You know what I mean? You just got to go out there and, you know, prepare. And then when preparation and opportunity meet, you succeed. So true. Now, speaking about succeeding, Justin, um, what obstacles did you have to go through, you know, to get to where you're at today in your success? Because <laughs> everybody hits a speed bump uh, somewhere. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, I mean, like definitely when I first started out in New York City, things were, um, you know, like you're doing your, you're doing your, your thing, you know, you're, you're working – maybe tend a bar somewhere, whatever, just kind of hoping that eventually you're going to be able to just act and, and write or produce, you know, full, full time. And so a few years went by before I really got my feet underneath me and, and started really listening to a lot of the advice that was, that was coming my way in terms, of, in terms of being an actor and, and what to do next. And one of the biggest, the best piece of advice I ever got from anybody in New York City was um, – Somebody said you should really try to get involved and do the Williamstown Theater Festival. And what the Williamstown oh. Theater Festival is is a, is a really cool theater festival that happens in the summertime out in Western Massachusetts, and it's kind of where Broadway goes for the summer. You know, they say, and, and you can audition to get in at certain levels. You can be a part of the non-equity company. You could be an apprentice and things like that. And I, I went in as a non-ec, and what you do is you kind of work with some like really awesome you know, professional actors um, that are doing Broadway shows. You know, I think when I was right. there, Emmy Rossum was there. She was playing Juliet in a, in, a, in Romeo and Juliet. And, and there, was a, there was a great actor there named Derek Cecil, who's now on House of Cards. And, you know, you're there with a bunch of people. But that's where I really learned, you know, uh, you work, you know you're working with people from Juilliard and, and NYU and 
and all these great places where wonderful actors come out. Ben Ben Walker was there. Um, I oh, think when wow. I was there as well, he was amazing. And um, and and when I came out of Williamstown out of that summer, you get you get a showcase and you you get in front of a lot of casting directors and, and in front of people. And that's also like where I was able to, you know, get in front of agents and, and, and guests have casting directors see me and it was a huge bit of exposure that I never would have gotten, um, in New York City just kinda of wandering around. But if you're able to do the festival and then you come back to the city then everybody in the industry sees you and that was a big leg up for me as well. So I'd recommend for any young actor in New York City to look into the Williamstown Theater Festival. Nice. Everyone, make sure you go check it out. If you're trying to get to that next level, you just heard it right here with Justin. I do it. If you're trying to get to get noticed, if you're trying to make yourself better, do it because there's nothing wrong with trying to make yourself better. So please, please, please check it out if you're in the area. Make sure you definitely do that. Now, um, Justin, with your personal opinion, do you feel that it's harder or easier to get into the movie industry or the television industry compared to 10 years ago? Oh, man, that's, that's really interesting. Because I think, like, each, you know, each kind of the, – the world's changed so much, I mean, since 10 years ago. I mean, I don't even know, like, you know, Twitter and everything that's around today, like, it, it, it didn't exist. So, like, there are different ways to, you know, find fame and become famous and everything like that. I think one of the major things at the end of the day is now there's so much accessibility where you can put something on Instagram or YouTube or Vimeo or, you know, I've so many, you know, the people who did um, high maintenance that's coming out on HBO. I mean, that started as yep. a, as a sh- uh, short series on Vimeo and now it's, now it's on HBO and they're just kind of continuing where they, where they left off. Um, so I'd say across the board, no matter what you're doing in terms of getting involved with the film and television industry, I think that even though there's more accessibility, content is still king. And being able to really show up and like put together wonderful stories and, and bringing together really talented people and, and making something, eventually you know, people, people take notice. So I feel like the accessibility, uh, accessibility is easier, but it still takes a great deal of drive and, and focus and talent to like make sure you, you, you kind of separate yourself um, you know, from the from the pack, and and have people see what you're doing, and then and then pick it up, and really get involved with high quality, you know, productions and things like that. So I think, yeah, I mean, there's certain ways it's 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 changed, and and there's more accessibility now. But I think you still have to have an incredible amount of drive to to make sure you get out where you need to be. So true. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and. I want to just say big shout outs to everyone that started where Justin's at and got to where they're at now. Um, it's a journey that is well worth talking about. It's a journey saying, Hey, look where I was at and look where I'm at now. So that's something that I applaud you on. Once again, Justin, you never gave up. You knew from a child that you wanted to act and look at you now. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's crazy, how you got to where you're at is actually remarkable. So I want to just say thank you again for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do at the same time, Justin. Well, that, well that's awesome, man. It's really awesome to hear people say stuff like that and you know be so supportive. And, and yeah, I mean everybody out there that has a has a passion for it and, and wants to you know come after it. I just say 
make sure you stand on each step you take and have be right. grateful for every even the tiniest bit of, of steps that you take towards your goal and that way you're building on something concrete instead of worrying about all the things you're not able to do or where you can't get to I'd say build mm-hmm. on everything that makes you feel better and everything you do accomplish don't worry about the times you get you get a no it takes a thousand no's but it takes one yes to move you forward yes. so just keep looking for that one yes is what I would say that's what I'm talking about and I also think of it this way too Justin I live by that rule but at the same time, I say a no is a soft yes. So eventually that equals up to what you just said. You will keep getting soft yeses until you get that hard, sturdy yes. And then you'll be ready to pat yourself on the back at the end. So Absolutely. Just keep, just keep plugging at that, man. Just keep going forward. Yes. Always forward, right? It got that right. Forward always. <laughs> See, you got me doing a Luke Cage forward thing. Forward always. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now, um, besides Luke Cage, for the people that's listening worldwide right now, um, can you tell some of the people um, some more of the shows or movies that you've actually been in? Yeah. Um, I uh, I got started in New York, I think the kind of quintessential New York experience, because I, I did like all the Law & Orders. You know, I was on Law & Order, Law & Order SVU. Um, I went back maybe a couple times for one of those and, you know, just playing the smaller roles. And, you know, I think I started out with one line. And then, you know, the next, uh, the next time I did Law & Order, it was, a, it was a bigger scene, and that was really awesome. And then the other one that I did, which was a fantastic New York show, is a show called Boardwalk Empire, which, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty amazing. It was just an awesome, awesome experience. I got to work with um, Steve Buscemi, and um, actually on the day that I worked on Boardwalk Empire, I worked, I worked on for one episode for a few days, and the other actor I was playing opposite was actually Charlie Cox, who's mm-hmm. now Daredevil. So a long time ago, before Charlie Cox became Daredevil, we did some work together on Boardwalk Empire, um, which was really cool. And it was, um, it was really awesome to work with him. He was, he was really nice, and um, we were both playing Irish guys because I do a lot of stuff where I play uh, off-the-boat Irish guys and do the accent and, and everything. I'm really you know, good with those type of roles. And so I was playing the head of the IRA in Boardwalk Empire. And um, one of the cool things about that role, too, was that before we shot the scene, in the scene I was going to be shooting a Tommy gun. So I had to train on it. So they brought me down to, in New York City, in Soho, there's this underground um, firing range where they have all all the guns that they use in the movies and the TV shows they shoot in New York City. And, you know, they're all set up to shoot blanks and everything, but you have to train on them because people could still get hurt. So I spent the afternoon down in Soho. It was just me and Steve Buscemi shooting guns underneath um, <laughs> the street Soho in an underground firing range. And, and um, I think the guy knew, I think Steve brought his son with him. And um, I think the guy knew that he was going to bring his son with him. And so he had set up a few extra, like, fun, you know, guns for us to, to shoot. You know, blank guns, not real you know, right. not for movies. But we, we went through and shot, like, you know, Glocks and, you know, AR-15s and things like that, all, you know, underneath the ground of, uh, of Soho. And it was pretty cool. And I hung out with Steve Buscemi all day. And he was nice. really wicked nice guy and just very approachable. And we had, a, we had a great day. It was really fun. Nice. So that was, that was something else I did. I did, I did uh, you know, Boardwalk Empire, Alpha of Law and Order. I did a wonderful movie called Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight about Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali fighting the Supreme Court. I got to play opposite, you know, legendary Frank Langella. Um, a lot of 
fortunate that the stuff I've worked on has been, you know, stuff like HBO and Netflix and, and, and those type of shows and been able to work with some really awesome people. You know, very grateful, very blessed in that, in that regard. Nice. That's what I'm talking about, Justin. Big shout-out to everyone in all these movies, man. I mean, you're, you're diversing everywhere. You're, you're jumping from – you're getting opportunities. I'm not going to say jumping. You're getting opportunities to, to play in all types of roles to actually get you prepared for anything that comes up on you. So big shout-outs to yeah. that. Now, Justin, what everybody's been waiting to hear about, how excited were you? When you found out, that, found out that you received the role on that hit Marvel's hit show, Luke Cage. Oh man, I got to tell you, it was it was really cool. Um, I was super excited, and the funniest thing was is I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, <laughs> that was the craziest part of it all. Was that um, when you audition for shows like Marvel shows and uh, some stuff on Netflix, they are so specific about keeping um, what they're doing secret and under wraps, that when I went into audition for it, it was, it was under a code name. And the sides that I got, the script that I got to read, wasn't even labeled as Luke Cage or anything. It was, in fact, it wasn't really labeled as anything at all. It was just a few lines on a page and a situation. And I didn't even know that I was auditioning for Marvel or Luke Cage or what it was for. I had to, find, I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement and I was kind of like, I don't know what this is. You know, earlier that day, I actually had another um, uh, audition that actually was kind of funny. It didn't really go that well, and I was kind of bummed and a little bit angry. And so uh-huh. I had my second audition that day was for this thing called Tierra, which was the code name that they shot Luke Cage under. And I didn't know what it was, and, but the casting director, I really, really love her. She's a, she's a great casting director. Her name's Julie Schubert, and she called me in. She called me in for a few things, and I think she was there when I, when I booked World Book Empire as well, and and so I went in. I saw her. I was, I was kind of, I kind of had a devil may care attitude about me because I already, had, you know, kind of blown one audition that day. And I went in and started talking with Julie um, before I, you know, before the audition took place. And, and we were talking and just kind of, you know, shooting it. And and uh, and then she's like, okay, let's do this audition real quick. And I was like, oh yeah, let's do this. And I was really calm and relaxed and and you know, I was really comfortable in the in the auditioning room. And then boom, you know, I left and I was like, wow, that felt pretty good. So now mm-hmm. it was the weekend. It was the weekend, the Labor Day weekend, and I was taking off, going up the uh, interstate to uh, to go home for the for the weekend. I was in a convertible, and my agent called me and said, uh, "Hey, you booked it." And I was like, Book, "Booked what? Which one?" And he and he said, "You know this thing called Tierra." And he didn't even know what it was because it was so secret. Huh. And uh, I was like, "Oh, this sounds really great." And then I got home to um, to my house, and I called in, you know, some actor friends to go, "Hey, what is this thing?" that people have been, you know, going in for. And, and one of my friends knew it was for Marvel. And, and then I got an email saying, you know, welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and that was when I was like, whoa, wait a second, what did I just get myself into? And I, and I was super <laughs> excited. And, uh, and then the part kind of grew as the course of the season went along, which also was really exciting, unexpected. And all of a sudden, you know, I was working with people like Simone, and uh, who plays Misty Knight, and, and all these amazing directors, and it was awesome. Of, you know, Paul McGuire to to cast me and 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 work with Cheo Hadari Coker, who's the showrunner, and 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 that was that was just amazing. So man, I was I was so excited, but I, I was I got really excited when I finally found out what it was that I actually booked because I didn't even know because they were so secret about it. But it was <laughs> it was awesome, man. I was really really excited and wicked fun to work on. 
Nice, nice. Now, Justin, how was the atmosphere behind the scenes that we couldn't see on camera? Um, how was the atmosphere on Luke Cage? Like, did everybody get along real well? And was it fun times? How was it? You know what, man? Like, it was super loose is what I'd say. Hmm. I mean, okay. you, you didn't get the sense that you were – everybody Everybody was – you know, they, the, the crew had worked on um, – I think Daredevil and Jessica Jones, they were really, they knew their stuff and they were so professional and everybody was so prepared that you could be kind of loose and relaxed and, 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 you know, work with everybody in a very open, open way. So it was really awesome because people knew, you know, that like there was a really awesome vibe on set and you felt like this is going to be a really cool show. Like everything felt really cool and like really atmospheric and awesome and loose at the same time so it really allowed you to feel comfortable and create with the people in the scenes with you and and you know approach the the showrunner and and talk to everybody like everybody was so approachable so you had a real sense of community when you were shooting it so it was awesome it was just really a really awesome atmosphere to work on uh the show with with the people yeah nice now that's what, I'm that's what I'm say about it. I mean I could tell you I could tell you some fun stories uh, you know from the set. like do. one of one of the things we that I thought was really funny about my character Bailey was um they sent me when you get your scripts this is really interesting they want to keep everything so secret so they actually send it to you in a, in a kind of a secret email and you can't you know download it or anything at all it's protected and secured so you, wow. you wouldn't even get I wouldn't even get the rest of the script I only know kind of what I was shooting that day. And um, and then so when I was leaving the house, it said in my script that uh, Bailey wears glasses. And I was like, oh, gosh, i, I got to grab some glasses. So I grabbed my wife's glasses as I, as I left the house. <laughs> and when I got to the set and I was wearing the glasses and we were shooting the take, I was looking through her uh, prescription. So oh, God. As I looked at the, yeah, I started feeling sick when I was looking at, the, looking at everybody because I, I, it was messing up my eyes because it was her prescription, not mine. And so Bailey starts, you know, he takes his glasses off a lot. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm getting, I'm getting kind of sick because it's not my, my, my prescription. So it became kind of a thing that Bailey does where he takes his glasses off a lot and doesn't really look through them. So I thought That's that was kind of funny. It, be, it started off as kind of this thing, and it became kind of part of his character as I, as I went along in the, in the series. See, I thought you was doing that because you was getting into, like, a serious mode. I'm one of the millions that have seen all 13 episodes. Of the first season, <laughs> and and now since you explained that, I'm gonna go back and rewatch this again and get a good laugh off of this, because now <laughs> you taking the glasses off. Okay, so it's your wife, it's your wife's prescription, so that that makes sense now. That definitely makes sense. Um, right, right. I mean, I mean that was just. I mean, for the you know for a little bit, like in the when I first got, I think they ended up um, they're asking me about making like a pair of glasses for me and everything. But yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag and have everybody go, oh, oh no, he's not, you know, being serious in the moment. I was, I was in the moment, but it's also kind of funny because it was make, yeah, it definitely made me a little sick. So you should definitely go back and rewatch it and watch the times I take my glasses off. It's kind of funny. Trust me, I am because now I know the inside story on this. I got the scoop on this. This is, this is funny. This is very funny. I'm glad you said something about this. Um, now, far as it goes for. Season two. I know you can't talk much, or you probably haven't even received an email about this yet. But what are you looking for the most for season two of Luke Cage? Um, 
what am I looking for the most for season two for Luke Cage? I yeah. mean, they, they haven't made what any announcements. Oh. I don't even uh, like as of right now. Everything that they're doing, they they they're the ones that that are doing it. I mean, the only thing I could do is speculate um, about what mm-hmm. would be, you know, what they were going to do. I mean, I, you watch the end of the season and and they they set it up with so many awesome characters that that you know you want to see coming back in this in the second season and um you know i just kind of you know you, you get to wonder like what's going to go on between claire and luke and you got to wonder what's going to go on with diamond back and um you know and 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 theo and, and his part and everything so there's so much stuff they set up i'm just i'm kind of a, just like a fan waiting to see you know what it's going to look like if, if you know nobody's made any announcements yet but with the popularity you have to kind of you know hope right. and assume there's going to be a season two so i'm just uh just like everybody else going, gosh, what are they going to do next? You know, that, I don't believe they can stop it. Cause the way that you actually, the way that it ended with, um, with Luke, you know, the, the guys came and got him. They found out who he really was and they're ready to take him back to Atlanta. And I mean, I just feel that it is, it ended on a climax. That That's what it feels like. It ended on a climax. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see what's going to happen myself. Now, Justin, I want you to get out of Justin Swain right now. And I want to talk to Bailey for one second. I want you to bring Bailey on the show, right? <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. Oh, okay. Um, okay, hold on. I'm putting on my glasses. All right, all right go ahead. Good. <laughs> okay. Now, Bailey, at any point of season one, did you feel that, um, Misty's partner was crooked at any time. The one that got killed by um, Cottonmouth. Or the one that got shot at by Cottonmouth. I, I I had my suspicions. Okay. I, I think that uh, I, I think that there's a possibility, you know, that everybody in the in the uh, in the police department might have a dark side, and you have to constantly be vigilant and look. And make sure that uh, you know that you stay on the right side of the law, but you don't. You know, you get close to people, but not not too close. You get sucked into their demons. So, sure. I think I might have. I think I might have been a little suspicious about that. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, one more question. Got to follow the evidence. <laughs> okay. One more question for you, Bailey. Then we go bring Justin back on the show. Now, all right. Bailey. Do you do you have a thing for Misty in any type of way besides a working relationship? I think that she is a fine detective. <laughs> I, and I and I feel very I feel very protective of uh of her and uh I'd like to make sure that she doesn't follow her gut to a point where that makes her self-destruct. So, all I can say is I'm very fond of her, and I I, I, I want to make sure that nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you very much, Bailey. Let's bring <laughs> Justin back on the show. <laughs> now, right, let's get back to Justin now. You, you get yeah, you get personal with Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had to. I had to try to bring it out on now. Now, right now, Justin, on my Facebook Live, people are yelling out, "He's innocent. Free Luke." I mean, people are getting deep on this thing, and I and personally, I believe though, Justin, seriously, on a serious note, that 
there will be a season two and beyond. I really do believe that, and I'm hoping, and I believe that you will still be on the show at the same time because towards the end of the season, your character was showing more. So I feel that, you know, that it's not the end for you or anything else that's coming your way. I really do. So congratulations for Amen. Luke Cage. Congratulations I, but, for but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, uh, as the season went on and I, and I was doing more on the show, it was just it was just so much fun. It was such a privilege to work with such amazingly talented people and to learn from them and, and to, and to interact. And, and, uh, I, I can't, I can't say how grateful, how grateful I am for the opportunity and, and how, yeah, I, I don't want it to end. So like, well, season two, season two, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, there you go. It's coming. It's definitely coming. Now, um, how important do you think social media is for the television and movie industry these days? Uh, it, it seems to be something that had gone from uh, like a gigantic, you know, boom where people didn't really understand it to it just a, it's it's just something that's absolutely necessary. It, it's just an extension of everything else, and it's and it's a way to connect with people in a different way um, than than uh, than just watching a movie because like now you can you can hook onto the social media and you can understand what's happening behind the scenes. You can be a part of the whole process. You get, you know, it's, it's like bringing the world closer together and, and, and letting people in on all the all that wonderful stuff that happens behind the scenes when you're making a show or you're making a movie. I mean, there's so many crazy stories of, of just like really awesome people, you know, coming together that are creative and imaginative um, that, you know, it's cool that social media can allow people to become a part of that and see that, you know? So I think it's, an incredibly necessary part of of media now, and it's it's just as anything else. If you're going to make a movie, if you're going to do a TV show, you're going to play a character. I think you have to have some aspect of social media that also allows fans, you know, a chance to round out their experience of the show. So I think it's I think it's very important. Nice. Now, do you feel that some directors or producers or even casting agents do you think that they use social media by do you think like if you have one person that's very skilled and they had 3,000 followers and someone that's seem like they're they're good but they have 250 no let's say um uh, let's say close to a million followers I, I know I threw that number out there but let's say close to a million followers on social media do you feel that they will pick that person over the more skilled actor these days? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, I, I can't, I can't put myself in their, in their minds and, and, you know, what's the most important, you know, thing to whatever that specific project is. Um, you know, I, it, it hasn't really, that's not a, an experience that I've had um, in terms of my interaction with the business where, you know, social media, and the amount of followers, you know, that like I have or something affects the the type of roles I get to go in for or things like that, at least, at least, you know, that I know of. So it's a hard thing to say because I, I, I've never encountered it, but, um, okay. you know, I, I only have, I only can speak from my experience. So, you know, I, I'm not really sure if, um, if some people interact that way or, or not. I mean, I definitely, over my time in, in New York City, have also worked done some work behind the camera. I've also done a lot of work, you know, writing and, 
and I've, you know, produced some, some shows, um, you know, off Broadway here in the city. And mm-hmm. I always just, you know, worked with the people that I felt, you know, their heart connected with the roles that I was casting, you know, the most. And, and that's kind of where I can say my, you know, experience lives, but I, I don't know. Everybody has their own, their own way. They, the entertainment industry is vast, and there's all kinds of people. So, so true. That Great answer. answer to that question. <laughs> Great answer. One more um, question for you for social media. How can your fans and new followers right now find you on social media? Well, I think for me, Instagram is my is my fun one. I'm I'm really enjoying that, and um, you know, you can find me at Justin Swain Official. Um, okay. And check out, you know, there's some there's some posts there from I think my last day of filming. I was, you know, I did a nice uh, picture with with Misty and and uh, some stuff from the rap party and and uh, you know some other little screen captures and and things like that. So absolutely find me on Instagram and and you can you can check me out there at Justin Swain Official. Nice, ladies and gentlemen worldwide is listening right now. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram. Make sure you do it to keep up with him. See what new projects he's going to have coming out soon. Make sure you just keep up with this guy. Justin is a great guy, very successful. He's really doing his thing. So make sure, once again, follow him on Instagram, especially if you want to see some of the amazing pics, videos, or whatever he's going to post. Um, Justin, what is your ultimate goal as an actor? Um, I think it's simply to do it for the rest of my life. You know, to continue to find roles, like I said, that I feel like my heart can connect to, and then mm-hmm. I can be of service to the project and of the show. You know, I feel like that's the best way to enter into any project to say, like, where is my piece, and how can I, how can I be that best piece in the best way possible? So I think that my goal as an actor is just to make sure I continue to connect my, you know, my heart and soul into every role and, and, and keep acting. You know, every single time you play a character, every single time you enter into that headspace, you learn something about human nature, about being human. And it's, um, that's like such a fantastic gift and it's an amazing you know, journey that I'm grateful for that I get to play many parts through the course of my life and I get to understand so many facets of what it means to be, what it means to be human. I guess that's my goal as an actor. Hey, there you go. Justin, enough said on that one, man. Um, Once again, I don't believe that your career is going to end anytime soon. You're a great actor. I've seen you on multiple things outside of Luke Cage also. So you are um, definition of a true actor. So congratulations for many, many, many more years to come. Um, Now, Justin, I know you're a busy guy. Um, I'm not going to hold you much longer, but what advice would you give any male or female that wants to become an actor or actress in the movie or television industry? That's interesting, man. Um, I, I think I, I personally love passing on my knowledge and my experience of what it was like to break into the business to a lot of the young actors I, I meet in New York City. You know, I was pretty wide-eyed from a very small town. Like I said, I think there are 32 kids in my graduating class. I was six years old in New Hampshire. You know, so I, I came from a small place, and and so being in the city, I think it's it's cool to find a um, a network of people uh, that you can learn from, and that mm-hmm. can that can advise you and to actually listen. You know, to their to their advice. Um, you know, connect yourself to people through 
like really acting classes that make you feel like you're, you know, like you're able to express yourself and who you are um, and not to get too caught up in, in acting classes where people tell you what to do or, or, or try to make you different. Like the best ones are the ones that, that make you feel like you're able to express yourself as an artist and, and it's not about the person teaching the class. So I'd say find those places and then find people that are supportive that you can learn from. And then business-wise, I think, you know, there's a few different ways. You know, I think sometimes if you're young and it feels right for you, to go to one of the grad school programs is a really great way to break into the business. And and I want to remind people that, like, they can you can audition for those more than once. Um, You know, that's the thing that, you know, friends of mine went to Juilliard and NYU and and Yale and the other major grad schools. And I had people, you know, who the first time they didn't get called back or, or they, or they got called back, but they didn't make it in. You can go back and and do it a second or a third time. Like don't get discouraged and think, Oh, that's it for me. I'm not going to get in. You can go back. And I know people have gone back and gotten into those schools and then gone on to, you know, be great, you know, amazing actors. And, and then there's other ways where people aren't doing the grad school route and they're working through places like one-on-one or one-on-one NYC and going in and spending 15 minutes, you know, with an agent and making a connection and that person really likes them and they're able to get that agent and then move on and go in and book work, you know, and yes. then just give it your heart and soul. I mean, because that's, I think, what it takes. I think everybody I know that have succeeded as an actor, um, they – they just do it with every fiber of their being, and they and they don't stop, and they won't stop no matter what, because it's like they don't know who they are if they're not getting a chance to, to perform or act. And I think if those you know things you identify, if that's something you identify with, you should just keep doing it until you get where you're going to go, because you'll you'll get there as long as you're you know you follow your heart. That's what I'd say. Hey, so true, Justin. Thank you very much for being on the show. Um, I would love to have you back on the show in the future. Oh, I'd love to come back, man. This has been great. It's awesome to get a chance to talk about this type of stuff. I appreciate you having me, man. This is awesome. Hey, thank you, Justin. Make sure you have a great night. Ladies and gentlemen, worldwide, make sure, once again, you go follow Justin on Instagram. Check out, if you haven't seen it yet, check out Luke Cage, season one on Netflix right now. You'll You'll see Justin at his finest. Also, Try to find some of his other shows also at the same time from Law & Order on out. So make sure you follow Justin. Great actor, great person. This guy, he's going to be around for a very long time. Justin, thank you very much, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you too, man. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Until next time, people, on the Bit Scoop with Coop. Uh, You know what time it is. Time to hang out with Mr. Coop. You know what time it is. Time to hang out with Mr. Coop. With Mr. Coopa. 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 With Mr. Coopa.